Hey everyone, and welcome to the show today. My name is Tim Small, and here on the show, I chat to some awesome musicians. And today, I have a very special guest by the name of James Acker from Indian Minor. He's a longtime friend of mine, so I'm very excited to have him on the show. James is a part of the group Indian Minor from Cape Town. They're a South African instrumental band based in Cape Town, and their sound can be described as post-rock music with hints of dreamy psychedelia, post-punk and prog rock that vacillate sounds between explosive edges and nostalgic narratives. Expect large guitar-driven songs led by spontaneous structural changes with a tendency for heavy breakdowns and momentary euphoria. Growing from their first album, Velvet Youth, the band wanted to capture the rawness and togetherness of live performances on their new album, The Boys Scribbled Like Mad. With the trust of Dane Taylor, this new record was all recorded live, choosing the best takes and using the energy of playing in the same room as the aesthetic to the band's lifestyle and communicative nature of their performances. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only James Acker. Hey, Tim. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome, James. I'm super excited to speak with you today. And as everyone can see, you're a super busy man in the studio. You're working at a Mount Wave Studios and you've had a very busy day. So we actually don't have a lot of time. We're going to have to speak relatively fast and uh, do the whole rock and roll thing. So let's jump straight into it. You've got a brand new record out with your band, Indian Minor. I believe it's your second record. Is that right? It's our second record. Um, yeah. And we've just had it printed to vinyl as well, just like the first one. And we are super proud and super excited to finally have it out there. Awesome. Well, you've got amazing artwork for the record and you showed me just before we started. So I know some of the listeners are listening via audio only, but for those that are watching on video, do you want to show them what the record looked like? Sure thing, Tim. Here it is. This is our brand new vinyl. And we printed four different colorways. I think this is the bubblegum pink version yes it is here we go so we've got a blue version a gold version green and yeah that's it okay and so different available. color vinyl records for the fans depending on what their personal favorite color is i think i would go for the pink personally i think that's a pretty cool one it's great yeah it's a four-way split between the good times co racing records permanent records and ourselves so we thought Let's do something cool. We can do four different colorways. That way, the different distributors could have a different color and just made it a little bit more interesting than just going for straight standard color. So yeah, collect them all. Awesome. All right, so the new record is called The Boys Scribbled Like Mad, and it's really incredible that you guys recorded it entirely live. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the recording process. But for... The folks out there that are maybe not too familiar with your music, you guys are actually a, a instrumental band. So do you want to talk a little bit more about your style? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, when we began as a band, all four of us, we'd played in previous bands and always had vocalists. And myself and Matthew, who I met at the time, we were listening to a lot of instrumental music and thought, you know what, let's try and just do something new for at least for us. And when we got into the room and we just started jamming, Matt's an incredible guitarist and it was just cool to finally try and work around music and write melodies that would be strong enough to replace vocals. And the rest is history. I mean, it's super fun for us. It's also super easy for us to go touring and not have 
rely on a certain sound equipment. We can literally just set up on the floor, plug in our amps and go, and it's still just as much fun and works. Awesome. So we got Johnny on the bass, Keenan on the drums, you on guitar, and Matthew on guitar, four-piece band. And the new record's got seven tracks on it, starting off with Socks on AstroTurf, going into Gestalt, Icebine, Follow the Dots, Cosmos, The Kitchen Conversation, and Mr. Bates. So I've just run through some of the tracks on the record, and I've been listening to it a lot lately. I'm super excited to hear more about how you guys recorded it. So compared to the first album, Velvet Youth, tell me about how recording this new record was kind of the same or different. It was very different. So the first album, Velvet Youth, we produced, engineered, recorded ourselves with our good friend Jimmy, who helped engineer and he just really got us uh, helped with amp tones and all of that. So Velvet Youth was pretty much a two-year process of us having pretty much too much time to work on it, but enough time. And it was an incredible experience. We learned a lot about being in studio and what we wanted and how we sort of wanted to capture the sounds that we were playing live and try and capture that in a studio over a studio session and over the songs. Where Boys Scribble Like Mad, we decided let's do these songs live. We first and foremost are a live band and that's where I feel you need to really experience our band Indian Mind is actually to see us live. I really feel that that's the best way to experience us. And the nice thing about this is that we left the whole process in Dane Taylor's hands, who's an incredible engineer, mixer, and just all around amazing person. We just said, look, Dane, this is what we want to do. Also, the reason why we decided to do it live was because of obviously capturing the energy. But the nice thing is that the songs have a lot of tempo changes, and we felt that if we were playing to click and changing the click, it would feel very robotic and it would lose that natural flow. So leading up to the album, we practice a lot to be able to get the right tempos and right feels. So it's not like we just rocked up and just played live. There was a lot of work that was done leading up to it. And how it worked with Dan is that we were in a room, he would set up us all together so we could all see each other, mic up our amps and drums as it would be and pretty much saying go and we would start the song and we do about four or five takes per song and then obviously just choose the best one that felt it had the best energy and then dan would just do his magic and mix away and just really happy with how it all came out cool yeah there's so many tracks that i enjoy on the album so i think the first one i wanted to chat about was i spy and if i'm pronouncing it correctly but it's just got this this really incredible energy and maybe a good place for us to start is to talk about how you choose song titles sure so yeah you've pronounced right ice spine is correct named after the dish ice spine in terms of our song titles it's not necessarily too much of a serious thing like how ice spine came about for example is that we went along the garden route. We've got a little small holding in a town called Heidelberg where we just went away for a long weekend to just work and write new music. And we just went for lunch and we all decided let's order an ice bine. And they brought the ice bine with the Jägermeister shots, which is actually the single's cover artwork. And upon bringing it, he gave us the 
little history lesson of how the ice spine bone used to be used as an ice skate. So what they would do once they were finished with the ice spine bone, they would sharpen it and they would tie it to a shoe and they would use it as an ice skate. And that's why you'll see the ice spine, instead of us putting a piece of meat on there, we thought we'd put an ice skate. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a story behind the artwork and the song. And then I think it was just like we were so full, but the Jägermeister was a great digestive. It made us feel good. And Matt just picked up the guitar. And I think we just said, we say toko, which means just like play around with something that that feels right. And the next thing, this riff came up and then we just like, it's the energy of the ice spine. And then we were like, okay, great. Let's give ode to the ice spine and call the song ice spine. So that's sort of like pretty much little reasons of how we come up with song names. For example, Socks on AstroTurf. One day, I think we were in Socks and we were walking on AstroTurf and we were like, this feels so nice. We should do this more often. And then we were like, cool, the song intro was just beautiful and it built up and we were like, we just like said, okay, cool, this is like Socks on AstroTurf. So we always try and associate feelings or, or like things in the moment and call it songs. For example, another one, Follow the Dots, which is a song as well. While I was playing the riff, Johnny was playing it as well. And I was just like, Johnny, just follow the dots, which are obviously the dots on the fretboard of the guitar. And we're like, hey, that's pretty cool. Let's just call this follow the dots. So there's no real sort of like deep, deep meaning. I mean, okay, there are some, I think Cosmos has quite a deep meaning, but I don't think I'm ready to share that just yet. I think when we're ready for VH1 storytellers one day, <laughs> we'll chat about it. But it's, there is some story behind a lot of the song titles. Mr. Bates, Matt came up with explaining, what was it? I think it's called Dance on Abbey. I didn't watch it. Anyway, Mr. Bates is, you know, this gentleman who is quite a hectic person. If I, I'm speaking on the correction as well, that would kill someone, but would also at the same time be a very good gentleman. So it's like that balance. And the song has that balance of soft, loud and dynamic. And then there is The Kitchen Conversation, which is another title that Matt came up with when you are either with someone or at a social event and a house party. And there's always these deep conversations that always happen in the kitchen, whether it be religion, politics, or just the meaning of life. There's always that moment in the kitchen where you're walking and someone's having that. And then again, that was sort of playing on the dynamic of the conversation that happens within those moments. And what else? What other song have I left out here? Oh, gestalt, that pretty much is the meaning of, it's always bigger than the sum of its parts. So for example, the band is bigger than all the members instead of it being individual. And then as well as playing with gestalt theory, where I think Matt came up with the track that had a lot of Britpop influence as well as American rock influence. So I would be playing, I think, more of the American style type guitar and then he would be playing the Britpop and we would fuse the two. So that's sort of the concept behind that. Also, awesome. I'm not going to bore you and go into too deep with everything. <laughs> that's surface level stuff that I've just given up. 
No, that's fantastic. I loved how you're talking about the energy of the ice spine. Yes, that sounds fantastic. I'm always going to think about that when I listen to that track. And I was going to ask you about the kitchen conversation because I was intrigued to hear more about that song. And yeah, I mean, last night I was having some kitchen conversations with my friends at Brian's apartment. There's a mate of mine that lives in the city. So I know all about the good kitchen conversations. And uh, it was really interesting when you mentioned Cosmos because that track in particular, when I listen to it, it kind of reminds me of traveling in the US. I, I visited the US a couple of times in the 2000s and I listened to a lot of bands and I was always on the road with you know headphones on. And it just somehow reminds me of being in the US and listening to bands and watching bands at festivals and so forth. So there is something really special about that song. And so I'm, I'm intrigued now to find out more about it at another time, of course, in the future when you guys are ready to, to talk about it. But yeah, I think the production on the new album is amazing. The songwriting is great. The performances are awesome. You guys have put a lot of effort into practicing before you went into the studio. You collaborated well with Dane Taylor. And so I encourage everyone to pick up a copy of the new record, The Boys Scribbled Like Mad. And speaking of live shows, I caught yeah. a, a live show at District last year, which was great. One of the first real club shows I went to after COVID. So it was <laughs> super fun. The place was packed out and I just had a good time. So what was that show like? And do you guys have any other shows coming up? It's funny you mentioned, Tim, because today we are actually planning that exact same show. We're doing a reunion version of that with the same band, same lineup at District again on the 31st of March. I mean, we had played quite a few shows post-COVID and as things were opening up, but I think that one was a really special one where I think we had over 400 people in the room and it was packed and it was just an incredible energy. Everyone was in the vibe and everyone was just in the mood and it was just fantastic to be a part of. So hoping that it's even bigger next time, but it's always special to play any venues because with COVID and stuff, we've lost quite a few venues and there's not a lot going on venue-wise. And District is doing some cool stuff. There's a whole bunch of young and exciting kids doing new shows and new bands coming up. And places like District is a fantastic place to watch live music. And it's just great because it's the old assembly. So it's cool to also have that bit of uh, history in the venue as well. Yeah. So for anyone that's in Cape Town on March 31st, you can check Indian Minor out at District. It's going to be a great show. For the folks that are maybe not in Cape Town in other parts of South Africa or maybe even other countries, do you guys have any plans to tour? I know that you're very busy. You've got all the work going there at Mount Wave Studios and so forth. But what does the future look like in terms of touring possibilities for this new record? Uh, very good. So it's a bit of a strange time at the moment. Well, an exciting time. Uh, Johnny just actually gave birth to their first little one, Sweet Ivy, his little girl, on the 19th of January. So he's got fatherhood for the next few months. But we are busy chatting and looking what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year, at least locally. Overseas, it's something that we definitely are planning to do and something we want to do. Our label, The Good Times Co., which is run by Blaise Yannikon in the Netherlands, We've been talking about getting us over to Europe and there were some plans that came together, but unfortunately with the second slash third wave that came up in Europe, it just pushed everything back. So I think as soon as 
we're in the clear with everything, which it looks pretty positive, touch wood. We'll be making plans to hopefully be there by at least early next year, mid next year. Yeah, that's the plan because we'd love to get over to Europe and anywhere really, you know, it would just be lovely to share our music across the pond. Yeah, well, that's great news that you've got Blaze helping you guys out in the Netherlands. I'm sure he'll hook you up with some good gigs there. I know your sound is going to do really well overseas in Europe in particular. Well, at least in my opinion, I think the new record is fantastic and going to open up some really good doors for you guys. So I'm excited to watch the developments. I know you and Matt work there at Mount Wave Studios in Cape Town. So I'm keen to hear a little bit more about what you guys get up to there during the day. Right, so Mount Wave is a studio that is owned by Matthew and I'm the project manager and I pretty much oversee and manage the projects that come in. So it's a sound studio where we write original music for anything visual, whether it be advertising, shorts, film, anything along that line. And Matt's the main composer that writes pretty much everything and I'm client liaison and just making sure that deadlines happen and all of that. Awesome. So you're getting to spend a lot of your time during your day working on audio, which is great, meeting people, which is fantastic. So you sparked a thought in my mind now talking about writing. In terms of songwriting in Indian minor, and particularly on this new record, do you guys all kind of write together or does it happen where maybe one individual composes the majority of the song and then brings it to the band? Yeah. So how it would normally work is that As Matt and I, the guitarists, we'll normally be writing new riffs. Matt's pretty amazing at composing in general. So he would come up with a song, a riff, and, you know, I would come up with a song and a riff. And regardless of what it is, it would always change when we bring it in. And that's the cool thing. And that's the thing that we always wanted this band to be, is that no one is told what to play. It's completely open. So... If I'll bring a riff and it goes like this, Matt would come in and just completely flip the thing on its head. Johnny will play something that would even flip it more. Kenan comes and plays drums that just like, okay, cool. It can actually go this way. So it's very much about the idea will start with maybe one or two people and then it would just evolve in a room. I think that's where the real magic is when it happens all in the room together. I don't say we write songs pretty quickly, but there is always a nice natural feel and flow with the whole songwriting process. Awesome, awesome. And it might be a little bit early to ask this question, but are there plans for a third record? Absolutely. We've started we've started already playing around with some riffs and looking to do some some new things. The nice thing for this next record is that the previous two, well, the first record obviously has its own sound and it's quite different to, not different, but still, you know, has some influence from the first one, where I think for this third one, uh, we're keen to completely try something new. But then again, whatever I'm telling you now could completely change. It could go back to something that we do original that could be even heavier. So I'm not sure. It really depends what we feel like in the moment. But the nice thing is that we can decide whatever we want to do. You know, a label isn't telling us we need to make this type of music. We don't make music that's played on the radio. So there's no constraints on time or duration of a song. It's completely open. So it's an open canvas and we can just do whatever we want. And that's also partly the reason why this thing is so fun and why it's lasted the way it has is that there's no egos. Everyone's just 
in for a good time. And the main thing with Indian Miner is just have the best time you can with your best friends. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. It's been really great speaking with you, James. And I know you've got some clients coming in soon. So you're carrying on there with the work at MoundWeb. (laughs) But I I guess before we wrap up, I always like to ask the musician if they have any final words for the fans. So this is your opportunity to connect with your fan base and uh, tell them what's on your mind. (laughs) For anyone that's ever listened or come to an Indie Minor show, thank you so much. It means so much. And can't wait to see you again we're excited to be playing live and it's so cool to be a part of this cape town music scene as well as the south african music scene and we're looking forward to new listeners discovering us and if there's a young kid that's discovering local music that's just the most special thing for me is that it would be cool for you know new fans to grow with us and see where we go and that's exciting Awesome, James. Well, yeah, great speaking with you today. Looking forward to catching you guys live again on March 31st at District in Cape Town. I'll be able to hear all the songs of the boys scribbled like mad and know a little bit more about what they're all about. Hopefully you'll play all seven of those tracks. Who knows? I'm not sure. But as long as you play iSpine so I can feel the energy of the iSpine, I'm going to be super stoked, man. (laughs) We'll definitely be playing iSpine for you, Tim. Extra loud. Awesome, James. Say hi to the rest of the guys. I really appreciate your time. I'll see you around and uh, keep rocking in the free world. Thanks, dude. (laughs) Cheers, Tim.